Graham and Bill always ask me to do a, a bookmark and I usually start thinking about a bookmark for the first week in January. I usually start thinking about it in October, maybe late October and I pray, you know, really pray about it and ask the Lord just to to show me something and to give me the right graphic. I just I just do it kind of myself on my own computer and cut them up myself, etc. Uh, and you, you, I know you can see it's a homemade job, but uh, and other folk would do it better. But I just uh, kind of you know uh, really ask the Lord just to to show me what would be right for the church this year in 2020 and. Uh, so I just, just want to kind of share uh, that, that background with you. Anyway, I always ask the Lord just to, to, uh, to show me something for the church that would be relevant for the following year. And, uh, you know, recently uh, I've, been, I've been really before the Lord about sharing God's word and, and it being anointed, you know, and we've had Kenny Bothwick recently and uh, and there's a few men that we have at, have at the church and I've just felt that, that his ministry one particular day just had God's anointing on it, you know and I kind of don't feel that at times for myself, you know, because uh, maybe because of how I am and how things are, but but I just pray that, that there'll be an anointing not necessarily from me absolutely not from me but from God and uh, that God's word will just be really really relevant to us so I've got it on the screen but if you've got a bible if you could turn uh, to Psalm 3 Psalm of David Lord how many are my foes how many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep, and I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though... Tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies in the jaw and break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessings, Lord, be on your people. Amen. And I'm sure God will bless to us that reading of his holy word. So just some, uh, just some background details about David. As we know, David wrote, not get my facts, maybe absolutely right, I don't know if it was 73 Psalms or maybe 75 other scholars that are better versed than me will be able to tell me. Maybe, maybe 73, maybe 75. Interestingly enough, David was born in Bethlehem, where the Lord was born. He was a shepherd boy, if you remember. He tended his father's sheep. And uh, he fought against lions, and he fought against all sorts of things that would attack his sheep. And you remember when the Israelites were were uh, getting challenged by the Philistines? There's a huge giant, Goliath of Gath, great big man, nine feet, nine feet something tall. And uh, here was this wee boy, 
this young man, David, and he comes and he, he challenges Goliath. Every single person in the army were, were frightened of him because he was so tall. But do you know what? David had faith in God. What did David see? Not that he's too big to fight, to fight against. He's so big I can't miss him. He's too big to miss. And he had faith in God. And that's why he went before Goliath of Gath. His faith in God, and we know his skill in music and poetry, was used by God in writing just many of the Psalms it tells us in Samuel. David the date wife's uh, absolutely no comment about that. Uh, 19 sons and I think he had one daughter. I'm not sure if I'm exactly right there, but I think I am. He'd major family problems, David. If you look at his life, he'd absolutely major family problems. How, how it would be described today in our kind of socio-political, uh, economic world, it was a dysfunctional family. That's how it would be described today. I just think probably everybody here's got a dysfunctional family <laughs> in some way or another. My family's dysfunctional. Do you know why? Because I'm in it. That's absolutely. He had eight wives, he had 19 sons, he had major family problems. Many caused by himself. I also look at that from a personal point of view and think, you know, some of the stuff that, Mr. Well, that my wife's husband does, uh, as caused by himself and uh, but do you know what here's a big one God uses sinners and flawed men Andy Martin I hear him mentioning that a lot at the men's night about being a flawed man God uses sinners and flawed men and women even in our brokenness so you might be in here today and feel, how can God use me? I'm a flawed woman. I'm a flawed man. God can use us, even in our brokenness. He used David. David seemed like a mighty man. If I was actually explaining the whole story, which I'm not going to do, you would think, why did God use David? Well, we will see as we go on. Why did God use David? Because he was so flawed and he, he did, did things that were so wrong. And he messed up his own family. But God used them. But he went from one trial to another. From one victory and praise and then to the lowest of depths and all God's waves and billows rolled over him. We read some of the Psalms and if we're, if we're feeling quite down and depressed you know we need to be careful what psalms you read because it can actually knock you further down but it's wonderful to know uh, and probably probably why so many Christians delight in the psalms is that the man that's written the psalms is exactly knows exactly how you feel because sometimes he's in the mountaintop and sometimes he's in the valley and the depths of despair where are you God? Have you shouted that out in 2019? I'll tell you what. Sometimes I felt, Lord, where are you? And then I check myself. Lord, you never move. You never change. You're always in the same place. It's this guy that moves. 
It's this guy that changes. And that's why the Psalms, we can relate to the Psalms, these Psalms of David. Because you know what? We know where his heart is. We know where his heart is. He was Israel's greatest king. And yet his boy murdered somebody. And there was another murder his family. And then Absalom chased his dad and tried to kill him. And Absalom ended up getting killed. What a mess the whole thing was. But do you know what? Look at this. Through it all, David was a man after God's own heart. If you read the heroes of faith in Hebrews, who's in it? David. He messed up so much. But do you know what? God knew where his heart was. And if you mess up, do you know what? God forgives sinners. Tommy Proctor, Brian, and my friend Alan McBride was helping us at my daughter's flat yesterday. And Tommy was up in the loft, and he dropped in a heavy box, and it, it nearly knocked me out. Oh, I don't know why I'm here. I should have been in the hospital. And he says, Sandy, if you're preaching with a black eye tomorrow, I hope you mention forgiveness. <laughs> But do you know what? God forgives us. God forgives us. As we look into 2020, I always get mixed up. Is it 2020 or 2020, Nicola? 2020. As we move into 2020, remember this. Hold on to it. When you mess up, God forgives you. But you need to make sure your heart's right. You need to make sure your heart's right. First of all, you need to ask God into your heart. That's the starting point. And you need to make sure your heart's right. You can mess up and you can sin and you can do things wrong. You can do this and you can do that. But at the end of the day, God looks into your heart. Man, what does it tell us? Man looks in the outward appearance. In 2020. To make sure our hearts are right with God. So David's complaint, if you look at it in verse 1, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise against me? He felt that every single person was against him. Now do you know something? His son was really smart. His son was charismatic, as was David. So his son had gathered such a following because he wanted to steal David's crown and when David felt many rise up against me how many are my foes I'm in trouble he actually was in trouble because there was thousands rising up against him and he had to flee and many rise up against me many are saying of me God will not deliver you work of Satan the work of Satan many say there's no help from God for you there's no help from God you've messed up so much that God is going to desert you lies of Satan we know they are absolute lies of Satan the Lord will never leave us or forsake us 
But that's how David was feeling. And I think sometimes, sometimes we can be there ourselves. We just feel, ah, everything's troubling me. Everything's going against me. And where's the Lord? Where's the Lord? And you know what the world would say? There's no help from God. Do you know how do you know why there's no help from God? Because there's no God. But we know different. But many say there's no help from God. It's the work of the evil one. Because God is always there for us. And God was there for David. And we've got an idea of, of how he felt. He felt so alone. David's comfort. What God does to him. It says in verse 3. But you Lord are a shield around me. Now. We know what a shield was used for in battle. Primarily to defend yourself. From the onslaught that you were about to face. But I managed just to capture this group with a shield right around them. And when the Lord places his shield around us. It's around us. And it's above us. Because we're guarded by the angels also. They make a shield for us. His shield. And his glory. But Lord you're a shield around me. My glory. Do you know what? He's beginning to look up a bit. He's had to leave Jerusalem. With his head bowed. We'll come to that in a wee while. He's had to leave Jerusalem. With something over his head. Do you know why? He didn't want anybody to know who he was when he was leaving. Because everybody knows the king. And he had to cover his head. And his head was bowed. But do you know what? The Lord lifted his head. But you Lord are a shield around me. My glory. My splendor. My precious gem. The one who lifts my head. How often do you walk around with your head down when you're dispirited? When I went into social work at first. That was part of our uniform. We had an old, you had an old coat that went down to there, and you had desert boots, and you had denims, and you had a frown on your face, and you had your head down. That was part of your social work uniform. And everybody just dressed that way, and everybody looked that way. And I thought to myself, imagine going to see some old ladies. And looking like this, and I thought, ah, it's not going to be me. I'm going to change. I'm going to change how I dress, and I'm going to hold my head up high. And the Lord wants us to hold our head up high. What? Not in a snooty way. No, no. But hold our head up high. Because we love the Lord. And we have our salvation. And we have His strength. Don't allow your head to go down. And we need to be careful we don't allow our head to go down. Because then the enemy can get the victory. And the enemy was wanting to get the victory over David. But the Lord 
lifted his head high. Do you know why? Because he knew David had a heart for him. What's God done for him? He's heard his cry from the holy hill. In 2020, you'll have times this year that you're crying out to God. And I'll tell you what, sometimes the holy hill might feel so far away. But the holy hill is right in front of you. God hears your every cry. God listens and he hears your cry from the holy hill. I call to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. Sometimes we don't get the answer we're looking for. I'll tell you what. There's specific answers I've been wanting from the Lord this year. And I felt I've not got them. And it's affected my trust. And I've had to give myself into a big row. And I've had to ask God to give me into a row. To get my trust back to where it should be. It may be that you're there. That your trust in God has been affected by uh, circumstantially. It can happen to us. But remember this. The same God that's, that hears you from the holy hill or his holy mountain. is right in your heart. If you've asked him into your life for salvation. He's right in your heart. And he was able to go to sleep. Verse 5. I lie down and sleep. And awake again. Because the Lord sustains me. Do you know the most vulnerable position, vulnerable position that you could ever be in? Is the horizontal sleeping position. You're open to attack. Because you don't know anything about it. But. But. It's the most vulnerable position that you can be in. Is that horizontal sleeping position. Who sustains you? The Lord looks after you. And I'll tell you what. Sometimes in 2019. I have got, had a terrible sleep pattern. I can be waking at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. And then I'll say, oh I need to get up at such and such a time. I better get an hour sleep. You know why? Because this is running riot. And you know what? That's something that this guy here needs to deal with in 2020. And it might be you're in the same place. Because we've got so much in our mind. That we've not handed over to the Lord. The scripture tells us, give it to the Lord. I'll tell you what. In 2019... I couldn't tell you how much I've given to the Lord and I've just decided to take it back again. I've actually maybe taken back more than I've given. If you can do that. <laughs> and these are things we need to sort out. And it's wonderful. I'm just, I just struggle with that. It's something that I need to work at and give to God. This year, the Lord sustains us. We can sleep in confidence. And he gave David courage, point three, against 10,000. I don't know if I've got this name right or not, but the 
politicians among me have given me the right. Is it Tiananmen Square? Tiananmen Square? Aye. And see the guy in front of the tanks. Do you know what his name is? The tank man. I don't think they've found who he is. The tank man. But thousands were thousands were going down Tiananmen Square. Behind these tanks there was a whole host of military. And you know what? Who was challenging them? The tank man. Right up in the front here. Sometimes we feel as though there are ten thousands against us. There's everybody's against us. God gives us courage, verse 6. I will not fear though ten thousands assail me on every side. So what's David's cry? For deliverance by God. This needs to be our cry in 2020. Lord, deliver us. Deliver us, Lord. We've asked the Lord Jesus into our heart for salvation. If we have, Lord, we still need deliverance. Because we're still being attacked. Arise and save him. God's done this in the past. The scripture tells us that he struck his enemies on the cheekbone and the jaw and he broke the teeth of the wicked. Now we're just having a wee think regarding this. But you imagine, I don't know if you've seen nature programs, I love nature programs. But I I hate when animals are attacked in nature programs, I just like love the gentle ones. (laughs) But eh... Where would a crocodile be or an alligator be if its jaw was broke, broken and it never had any teeth? It'd be some alligator, wouldn't it? Everybody would be laughing at it. Everybody's terrified of alligators. Where would a lion be if its jaw broken with no teeth? Where would it be? Still got sharp paws, but it's not able to eat. It's not able to eat. It's going to die. And this is the example here that David's uh, making to us. Your enemies are being struck down just like animals. Just like the alligator or the lion or whatever's got huge teeth, the shark. The Lord says, I'll break their jaw. I'll remove their teeth. Don't worry, nobody's going to bite you. Do you know why? I am protecting you. I'm the Lord your God. I'll not let you down in 2020. The people might try to bite you. I'll make sure their teeth are removed. Salvation belongs to God. Verse 8. From the Lord comes deliverance. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Do you know Jesus Christ in your heart for salvation? I'll tell you what. Sometimes in 2019, I struggled to rejoice. But somebody told me, Maybe about 30 years ago. Sandy, always remember this. When you're maybe in a state of depression, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling dispirited, always remember this. You can thank God for your salvation. We can always thank God for our salvation. So at this time, David's beginning to rise up and smile 
and thank God for his glory and thank God for his splendor and he even starts to think about other people his friends that are still around him his blessing is upon us Lord your blessing be upon your people and in 2020 and new beginnings his blessing is on his people the Lord gives us his blessing and new beginnings and your family and your work and the community situation in which you're in individually the Lord gives us his blessing when we walk in this door at new beginnings we can walk in with confidence you know why God gives us his blessing because his blessing is upon his people you need to embrace that brothers and sisters we need to embrace that I love walking in this door I love walking in this door in new beginnings I love it do you know why because I love God's people and I love being in the company of God's people you can be united in purpose and in other words we've got the same purpose to worship God and to glorify God and to praise God but we also need to be in harmony brothers and sisters that is so important it doesn't mean that we will love each other exactly the same it doesn't mean that but we need to be in harmony with each other and I've said this before when I worked with people who were abusers I found it so hard and, and the Lord showed me Sandy you need to see people through the cross look at them through the cross and then you're able to look at them with compassion you're able to look at them with love and you're able to look at them with unconditional love because Jesus went to the cross because of his unconditional love for you so we need to look at each other through the cross rather than look at our faults and failings as I said before my wife's husband honestly I could fill a dozen A4 sheets about my faults but at the end of the day I'm wanting you to look at me through God's glory and with a love for each other it's so important brothers and sisters some things you can expect in 2020 personally and in new beginnings you'll face conflict problems and difficulties and I've taken this all from the psalm I'll not go into the verses necessarily but God will be faithful God will be faithful what do we need to do we need to trust him and our conflicts and our problems and our difficulties at times which seems insurmountable because your problems can develop into predicaments which are much more uh, difficult to deal with than problems but God will be faithful in 2020 you need to trust him now I speak to myself maybe more than I speak to you but we need to trust God and knowing that we'll be faithful you'll have highs and lows David did highs and lows but God will be right there with you do you know what sometimes we're on a high we actually forget to bring God into that high sometimes and sometimes when we're on a low we try to sort it out for ourselves let's learn brothers and sisters 
let's learn that God is right there with us. If he's right there with us, we need to believe it. We need to believe it. God's with us in every situation in which we find ourselves. God is with us. But you need to believe it. In 2020, you'll have family joy and new beginnings family joy and your own personal family, family joy, happiness, but also tensions and discord. That'll happen. God will give you his wisdom and strength. You need to ask for it. I don't know how often I try to resolve my own family difficulties. I can sometimes be a fortnight down the line and I think, Sandy, you forgot to bring God into it. What are you doing? You've been all these years on the road and you've still forgotten to bring God into it. We need to ask God for wisdom. And we need to ask God for his strength. You've got to ask for it. Lord, give us wisdom. Or sometimes we think we're smart enough to say, Listen, I'm the icon of the family. Everybody looks to me for answers. Why do they look to me for answers? Oh, because I can sort things out. Oh, is that right? Do you know what? Occasionally you might be wrong. Occasionally you might be wrong. But you know what? You still need to ask for God's wisdom. Because sometimes the wisdom God gives you is not the wisdom that you think is the right wisdom to use. And God gives you insight sometimes when you don't have insight. And he gives you also his strength. How often do we need strength in our families? Because you know what? We feel done in. Have you ever felt done in? Because of your families? Or because of how things are in your families? Or your family? You need to ask for God's wisdom. And he will give you his strength. So you can expect God to deliver you if you look at verse 2. Expect God to deliver you and shield you in verse 3 and hear and answer you, you know, from his holy mountain and sustain you when you lie down to sleep and protect you from the, 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 the people that need their, their, their jaws broken and their teeth taken out. And the Lord blesses you, blesses his people. And we need to embrace these truths, brothers and sisters. And these promises, both personally in our home, in our work, in our families, in our community, and in the church in New Beginnings, we need to embrace these things. So as we look forward to 2020, we do so with confidence. God cares for you and your family. He cares for you. David's family life was a mess. But do you know what? Do you know what? God loved him. Because he knew David had him. God in his heart. God looks at your heart. Don't allow your failings to knock you back and knock you off and put you right back. That's what Satan wants. That's how Satan gets the victory. Satan attacked David through his family. And Satan attacked David because David had created many of the problems himself also. Satan's no friend of the family, including your family. In 2020, 
regarding our families and I believe God's given me a word I don't say this often but I've been thinking about this for over two months now in 2020 regarding our families we need to pray just for our families in here even if we put a boundary around this we need to pray for salvation in our families for restoration getting back to the cross for healing and for wisdom to deal with situations for guidance by God and for protection Lord protect us because I'm going to tell you something society wants to devour the family that God created in Genesis society wants to devour us this year the politicians want to devour us in our socio-political world they want to destroy the family and the new setup of family is, is kind of such that we can't understand it we can't work it out it's so complicated the kind of stuff that you need we need to protect our families and here's just a thought and I've not spoken to Graham about this, or, about this I've not spoken to Bill about this it was just a thought and it might not work and it might not be appropriate but just a thought if we could somehow take on board I'll talk to Bill and Graham about it if each person in this room prayed to God for a different new beginnings family each week if appropriate there would be many prayers going heavenward do you think each one of us every week 52 prayers for this man going up to God for different families and 52 prayers from you and 52 prayers from you and 52 and you know commit ourselves to that if you need to write it down write it down I would need to write it down or I wouldn't remember it but it was a thought and I think it's a God thought I think it's a God thought and that's the wee text for this year you've got a bookmark in your hand but you Lord are a shield around me my glory remember the promise in every situation in which you find yourself in 2020 Jesus will hold tightly to you dear God thank you for always holding my hand the Lord holds tightly to us even although sometimes we kind of struggle he just draws us back in Amen and uh, I just hope and pray that uh, God blesses his word to us and, uh, and that we reflect on, on God's message for us in 2020. He will be with us in every situation in which we find ourselves.